Once again, here on the Friday Night Panel, Mike Orr, Neil Adil, Grumpy Graham, here to give you all the news, previews, recaps, anything related to boxing in the world. Um, let's start off with uh, a couple of the upcoming fights we want to talk about. Mike, you want to get us started on that level? Definitely, guys. 6 p.m., it started. Angel Fierro is on the pursuit yep. of the World Championship and is eager to display his abilities. You know, challenge reigning champ. He's gearing up to defend his WBO NABO titles versus Brian Zem Zemirpa, I think it is. I'm going to say. Uh, but yeah, this one, this is a great card. I'm super excited for this one. Uh, currently ranked number four by the WBO Fierro, who is 21, 1 and 2 with 17 KOs. Enjoys the advantage of fighting in his hometown during the Mexican Independence Weekend. So this is going to be huge, man. This is going to be a ringside fiasco i think i think the fans are going to go crazy for this uh in his last fight uh tashiro displayed outstanding skills with numerous knockdowns eventually achieving a seventh round stoppage win over eduardo estelle um this marked his fifth ko in recent six fights a streak he intends to extend against uh Zemirpa, who is 13 and one with four ko's a fighter from baja california who enjoyed 10 consecutive victories after his single loss in 2016. Uh, returning to Tijuana after four years fills him with anticipation. He's ready for the fit, uh, you know, for the defense of his fifth defense of his title in front of his supporters. Uh, knowing his mistakes, he feels prepared and resilient. Uh, Zimperia conveyed, you know, his readiness. Uh, he's been training rigorously. He's aware of Fierro's reputation, but you know, uh, the underrated man is eager to demonstrate his skills. So, guys, acknowledging the occasion of Mexican independence. Has added an uncertain strategy against him, but you know a confident win after this. His focus shifts to joining the top-ranked contenders. So, uh, the evening Tijuana promises a thrilling fights. You know, Erica Cruz is on this card, 15 and two with three KOs. We'll be back after her previous fight with Amanda Serrano. I touched all on this today on Female Friday on Knuckle Up, guys. Go check that out. Uh, she's challenged. Melissa Odessa Parker, who is 6-1 with two KOs for the WBA Continental America Super Bantam title. And uh, upcoming star, Kevin Barron Crespo, 12-0 uh, with nine KOs. Guys, watch out for this kid. Will experience a 10-round fight for the first time facing Christian uh, Olivo uh, Berda. And he is 20-1 and one with uh, 21 and one with seven KOs. Love it. Sky Nicholson has made the travel. 7-0, seeks to move closer to the world title. And she's fighting Sabrina uh, Maribel Perez, who is 18-1-1 with two KOs for the interim WBC world featherweight title. And uh, heavyweight, Federico Pacheco, who's 4-0 with three KOs, will start the event on the zone against Carlos uh, Cardenas, who is 4-0 with three KOs. So what uh, what are your thoughts on this, guys? Because Eddie Hearn's super stoked about this one. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a big card, Mike. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of up and comers on that one. Guys that we've been looking at, girls that we've been looking at. The women's fighting has been getting bigger and better, you know, as we know, uh, and they're getting a lot more recognition. Graham had talked about them uh, expanding their uh, minutes per round to some of the fights. I guess are now going to be three minute three minute rounds. And uh, like I say, this being again the Mexican Independence Day, that's going to be a big big uh, event there. And uh, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna go over really well, and uh, the fights are looking really good. That's what I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's oh, a really good card, definitely yeah. great card. Uh, 
Graham, your thoughts. What's uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm glad to see Eddie Hearn across the pond. Right, right. Not uh, it's a rare occasion. No, no, no anti Hearn <laughs> comments for me today. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, then I guess uh, I guess we can move on and uh, talk about the uh, Lopez Gonzalez, Luis Alberto Alvinido <laughs> Lopez, Mexico's top dog. In the featherweight division goes gloves up to defend his IBF world title. The arena, Corpus Christi, Texas, tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gonzalez, two-time contender for the world title. Uh, Lopez, the reigning champ with a record of 28-2 and two and 16 knockouts, is not new to the heat of the championship uh, in offering. Uh, he brushed off early uh, career stumbles against Abram Amantoya and Ruben Villa, uh, you know, with convincing wins against Andy uh, Vensi and outclassing Gabriel Flores Jr. And then riding high on his recent conquest of the IBF title from Josh Warrington, Lopez is fueled up and ready for Gonzalez. And he's saying, you know, he's vowing to keep the spectators on their feet. Exciting fight is what they're, you know, he's, he's predicting. It's going to be a banger. Uh, stepping up against him, Gonzalez, you know, packing a punch with his own record of 26 wins with three losses and 15 KOs. Uh, Pro debut 2012, he's seen his share of the ring ups and downs. Uh, despite a tough outing against Shakur Stevenson, Gonzalez picked uh, himself up, defeating veteran Miguel Marega uh, and outfoxing Enrique Vivas. Now he's gunning for the victory uh, with his mind and heart set on those, you know, thrilling words. And the new champion is, right? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, quick, quick comment. I'm pretty sure this is the one. Uh, this. This fight was uh, the one that uh, Lee Wood was uh, commenting on because he was saying, assuming he beats Josh Warrington, he's looking forward to uh, fighting the winner of that particular fight. Yeah, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure he was saying that either yesterday or today. But anyway, that's for our friends over in the UK listening right now. Carl. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, undercard action. <laughs> Xander Zayas. Prospect of the year, uh, what was it, two years ago? Yep. Junior middleweight sensation. You know, he prepares to lace up his gloves for his first ever 10-round battle. First <laughs> ever. Uh, he set the lock horns with Mexico's own Roberto Venezuela Jr., uh, serving as the high-voltage co-main event for the much-anticipated IBF featherweight world title clash between Luis Alberto uh, Lopez and Gonzalez. Uh, the showdown is slated. For tonight, guys, at the American Bank Center in Corpus Christi. Uh, Zayas, a gem in Puerto Rico's, uh, you know, crowd of boxing talent. Uh, you know, he inked a deal with Top Rank when he was just 16 and since kept his record spotless at 16 and 0 with 10 KOs. He pulled off a stellar 2022. Um, you know, the kid's just a, the kid's just a monster. Tim, Tim Witherspoon is starting to join us here. He's got his camera up, but we're going to bring him in. What up, Tim? Yo. I got like 35 minutes, okay? No problem. There's enough. There's something else we doing. I'll talk to you about it. We're gonna keep okay. Um, yeah. So he pulled off a stellar 2022 campaign. Uh, he claimed eight round, uh, eight round decisions, victories over you know Lavalis, uh, Salazar, and well as a fifth round technical knockout against Espadas. Uh, this past June, he took center stage during the Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend, uh, conquering. Uh, Ronald Cruz via eight-round unanimous decision at the iconic Madison Square Garden. Uh, following an intense workout session in the heart of Miami, Zayas weighed in 
with his thoughts, and he is saying he's going to pour his heart and soul into his preparations, and he promises to be, he promises for it to be the landmark moment in his career. So he's looking to make, you know, make a statement, guys. Uh, Venezuela, bottle-tested pugilist, 24, 21 and 4, over 20 KOs. You know, he's been on the pro circuit for six years uh, and has thrown down challenging gauntlets against the likes of Alexi Roca, uh, Solomon Gisco. Um, the, the list goes on. 24-year-old Mexican Warriors fresh off a third-round TKO victory over Daniel Vega this past April. What are you guys' thoughts on this one? Okay, well, uh, on this particular battle, I have uh, I wasn't following it, but uh, what, what I was going to mention is uh, Tom Prank had the main, uh, announced some signings. And in that vein, I just wanted to mention in the heavyweight uh, division, seeing that Tim's joined us, uh, I was going to mention earlier that Lou DiBella is on a bit of a signing spree lately. I don't know if you noticed that or not. He signed, he signed the heavyweight uh, Joe Goodall, and then he signed uh, Tommy Morrison's son, uh, Mackenzie uh, Morrison, who's also a heavyweight. So he signed two heavyweights uh, in the past week. Sorry, that was just a bit of an aside, but uh, I made a mental note when you said uh, Top Rank had been doing some signing to make. Anyway, good to see That's you again, news. Tim. That's news. Good to see you. Been yep. kind of busy. <laughs> good, good for you. Right on. Good for you. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah, so we were uh, talking a little bit about the uh, Alberto Lopez, uh, Joette Gonzalez, Luis Alberto Lopez fight. Yeah. Mike, we were talking about that. That's how we yeah. started off, right? Yeah. So that's going off tonight, uh, I believe, 11 o'clock, uh, Ringwalk Eastern Standard Time, or starting at 11 o'clock, something like that, Mike, 10, 11? Uh, but, uh, it's a 10 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Uh, 10, yeah, 10. It's going. Yeah. So that's going to be, that's gonna be uh, I, I, I featured that fight this week on my show, Boxing 101. Yep. And uh, I like this fight. This is going to be a real battle between two guys that are actually uh, pretty comparable. You know, there's uh, they've both been in with some big, you know, big challenges. Uh, Luis uh, Lopez has, has done a fantastic job. He's a really Tonight. good fighter. He controls the fights really well. Um, he's a pressure fighter. I like pressure fighters. Come get this. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, Tim. What? Sorry, Tim. No, I'm and, sorry. Uh, I call, call him a door. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries, my friend. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm really looking forward to that Lopez fight and uh, Joette Gonzalez, man. He's he's been in there with some big boys too. Like I say, they both. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Lopez was in there with uh, with Warrington and Conlon. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Joette's been in there with Shakur Stevenson, guys of this sort. So I, I see it going uh, being a pretty long fight. I don't see it being a, a quick knockout type of fight. I think both these guys are going to go at it pretty good, and uh, it's going to be a really exciting time. So I'm looking forward to it tonight. The rest of the card looks fantastic, like you said, Mike. Oh, Omar Aguilar, uh, Aguilar. Uh, Luna, yeah. they're, they're both facing off after bouncing back from the recent losses. Um, we also got uh, Jermaine Ortiz is stepping back into the limelight uh, for a 10-rounder after his fight with uh, Lomo. Uh, Brazilian Olympic gold medalist uh, Robinson Consigo uh, is also ready to turn up the heat in his junior lightweight face-off. Uh, be sure to catch Ruben Villa as he returns to the ring against Colombians Brandon Valdez. And U.S. Olympian guys, Tiger Johnson is making his third appearance of the year in a junior welterweight fight in this card here, guys. So, yeah, this undercard, pretty stacked up. Also, uh, Emiliano Vargas of the, uh, you know, that Vargas dynasty will be, uh, you know, keeping 
trying to keep that O seven and zero. So yeah. definitely great, great, great card. Yeah, well, got a little bit of good news. Um, you were just going to talk about boxing. I was going to tell you about Saudi Arabia. They offered me to go over there. Wow. Um, when 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 Tyson Fury fights uh, that uh, what's his name? Nigga, Nigga. Yeah, and um, we're going to Muhammad Ali's camp tomorrow to sit around and a lot of boxing and stuff and just talk about stuff. So um, wow. he's supposed to be fighting in what November, October the 28th. I believe so. Yes. I'm scared to fly over there. <laughs> Why? I'm scared to fly over. Yeah. yeah what is it about? What is it about? 12 hour flight? Uh, is it a direct flight? I doubt it. But I don't know. You'll probably be uh, going through either Frankfurt or Amsterdam or one one okay. of the big hubs. You'll you'll have yes, a lot if of fun. I make the decision to go. <laughs> you should you should go. You should absolutely go. You should take your camera with oh, you. You should sure. get some footage. You should do some live streaming from the event, and uh, you know. Everybody's going to a lot of. Hopefully, hopefully you, hopefully you mention Talk and Fight. I know you'll mention your own channel, but hopefully you'll mention Talk and Fight. Okay. So, <clears throat> it, it'll yeah. be. I got to say, it'll, it'll be a good clash. Uh, I don't really know what I'm not commentating or anything. I'm just no, no, no. I'm just they having a whole bunch of boxers uh, uh, coming out there. George Foreman, Larry Holmes, everybody. They're going out there. Yeah. I just don't want to take the flight. Go ahead, finish up. Go ahead. Uh, I was, I was just saying, to, uh, you know, if that if that was offered to me, I would take it. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I've been I've been to Dubai. Uh, I've been to several Middle Eastern countries. They they treat you well. They treat you with That's respect. What they said. Absolutely, That's what they, said. Uh, they treat you well. So so. Take 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 the offer if it's given to you, and uh, do some do some live streaming. Uh, just don't just don't eat no pork. <laughs> you can't bring pork there. You can't bring a girl there unless you marry to him. You can't bring a girl unless you marry to him. Well, that's what they told me. Yeah, that's interesting. You can't you can't bring stay in a room with a girl unless you marry to them. I like that kind of like. <laughs> and uh -oh. anyway, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good fight. Um, and there's and the and there's some good undercard action as well happening. So so anyway, it's going to be a good fight. It's a bit of a distraction for the boxing world, quite frankly. Okay. Uh, Tyson Fury. I don't know. I, in my opinion, he should be stripped of his belts in the boxing world. Okay. Because uh, he he's not he's not going to step back in. Till next year. Uh, who, who's he going to fight in the boxing world? Who knows? Who? Just the right time to get him if he's not training hard. If oh, he's, he's training, training hard. Him, no, he, well, no, he's. He's training hard because he's about to get in in the ring with Naganu. Naganu hits. No. Naganu hits so hard that uh, he's got to be he's got to be I, uh, very careful. I yeah. did podcasts. I did um, I did uh, podcasts with that. We saw the video, um, and he was um, Tyson was teaching him how to um, the maneuver in. You, did you see that when Tyson was uh, teaching him how to like maneuver? You didn't see that. Tyson is I think is going to be in his corner. No, yeah, is Tyson in Naganu's corner? Something like that. Too? Well, he was holding the pads for him. That's what I heard. He you was holding. Mike, I seen that. it. Yeah, I seen. He was Mike, holding the pads. Mike Tyson. Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was holding the pads. Um, he's about. He knows about uh, six four, six five, right? Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Yep, he's fighting him, and we had to talk about um, um, size and what should they do. What should a shorter guy do to a taller guy, and how the taller guy should uh, what he should do to a uh, smaller guy? And Tyson, like the way he was showing him, okay, he'll 
do something here, then step over, then throw the punch. I think there's too much movement just to throw one punch when all you gotta do is this, boom. So, so um, they, uh, Ignu, whatever his name is, might be too, too, uh, uh, too early for him to try to figure that out. And Tyson, if 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 that, I pronounce his name, Ignu. If he does that, if, if he does that, if he does that, this the turn and punch. All Tyson Fury have to do is just step over each time, and then Tyson Fury, all he got to do is hit him in the body. If he does all this movement, just touch him in the body. You don't try to hit him in the head. But all he got to do is just step aside. If you do what Tyson does, Tyson go like this and step to the side. That's just, all you got to do is step over. You'll be out of the range. I hope that um 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 what you call him, but could 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 tell him that uh what's his name, Sugar Hill, right? Judas but Tyson Stewart. ain't going in this fight unless he know you know he's not going to lose it, right? He's in it for the money. Okay, <laughs> it's a lot of money. An awful lot. <laughs> serious? Probably tons. Enough to buy a private jet, I'll bet. Oh, <laughs> you can buy a private jet for what? Twenty million. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, three, okay. Three private jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he Tyson Fury's made it known, uh, and he's a, he's a big boy, but yeah, he, 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 he counts on leaning on his opponents, quite frankly. But if he, he gets clipped like that. Deontay Wilder clipped him, if Nagano is going to knock him out, quite frankly, I mean, you think so? Uh, well, it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy fight. He hits with the force. The, the, the equivalent the equivalent of his force apparently is like a Ford Fiesta coming at you at sixty kilometers an hour. That's the kind of force he hits with. Wow! Right? Tyson, yeah, Tyson Fury. Uh, what he does, he hits and grabs. And somebody should long, even though he's successful, somebody long time ago should have told him just hit, like like if you hit and grab, go back into action right after the grab, grab then Bing Bing instead of holding for long periods. A lot of the fans don't like to hold for a long period. You go hold. But just grab for a little split second because you don't want if you hold for a long time that it gets boring like like don't grab and just hold and walk around grab and do something that makes it more exciting that's what i teach the boxers that i train just grab for a split second then bing bing yep yeah you think I, so you think yeah, tyson might lose you think tyson might lose tyson and mike tyson was training him no no mike tyson was chaining the other guy um trying to get him ready he looked pretty good he looked good, pretty good, but that's his first fight against this uh, Tyson Tyson Fury, in boxing too, right? I, I think I think Tyson Fury's named uh, John Jones as his next opponent. I can't remember, but I think like he's already looking down the road. Like he's already he doesn't he doesn't Tyson Fury doesn't care if he loses to Nagano, but okay, you know realistically he's in it for the money now. All I was saying earlier was re with respect to boxing is, in my humble opinion, I think. He should be stripped of his titles, or just just admit that he's no longer, uh, you know, in the running for heavyweight champ anymore, and let someone else uh, take over. Especially, you know, when you were talking about a short guy versus tall guy. I remember, I remember when uh, Usyk was fighting uh, Joshua in that first fight, and I picked Joshua because he's he's bigger, he's got longer reach. But Usyk schooled him on the inside, so you know, I, I think that's the way you know Tyson Fury's got to look at this as well, like. Nagano is a big boy with a heavy punch, and and Tyson Fury's, he, you know, he got knocked down a few times by Wilder. So yeah. I, I don't know why he's not taking this more seriously than he he should be. He should be taking this very seriously. Well, at the press conference, he seemed pretty damn serious. He well, no, I'm, I'm, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. Trying not to really give give Nagano respect. 
Yeah. He knows he knows that he can hit. Uh, you know, he knows that he's a dangerous man. And Tyson Fury has told everybody that he's not taking it lightly. So, you know, hopefully he's training hard. Let's hope we can remember the stuff that Tyson was showing them once the bell rang. Yeah. So hope we can remember because it's a short period of him learning this stuff. So, yeah. Um, hey, let's see, right? Yeah. Well, guys, no, no disrespect, guys. On on that level, just quick before I before we go on to a next topic, sure, sure. you guys made some really good points there. That's the thing. The way I look at it too is, if he's not going to participate as the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, and he wants to play these uh, sort of uh, circus games, I guess you call them. I, I, I like I don't. I think it's a disgrace to the to the the other boxers that are actually in the running to to get that title. You know, like it's it's kind of it's kind of like. Why, like Graham was saying, why is he not just either relinquishing it, or uh, like why are they not forcing him to to defend it? Right. Um, yeah, there's something up there. To me, I don't understand that. And and personally, as Tim said, I watch this guy fight a lot. And honestly, Tim, this is just my opinion. He's not very good. I'll tell you. There's many many fighters that Tim fought. Like I, I'm not even going to go through the list. He, and Tim knows. And guys of of his era. This Tyson Fury guy wouldn't last three rounds with these guys. Not even close. He got plenty of heart, but less the skills is not. He's got plenty of heart. Good. Yeah. No, he's he's got heart. He's got, but his real his real skill set is not very skillful, to be okay. honest with you. And and like Tim said, he has this thing where he just loves to hold on and grab after he throws punches. To me, that's sort of that is like that's like a dirty old trick you know he never I mean? was taught he never was taught inside so go ahead right. he, never he, was doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't do well inside the telephone booth you know what i mean right right so, so that's because he's he got long arms and he's as big as he is he just kind of throws himself on you and like tim says and, then, and yes it, 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 it becomes a boring fight literally it becomes like just like a mauling match of some kind of and you know when he was fighting wilder sure exactly wilder hit him a couple times and knocked him out no problem and right. he did have a couple of times where he almost didn't get up. Like, it was close, too. Right. And I think going forward, what, what, you know, what's happening with him, he he realizes, honestly, that there's a bunch of guys in the heavyweight division, as we all know right now, that could probably, you know, he won't make as much money if he ends up on the canvas every time. You know what I'm saying? So That's he right. wants to stay away from the guys that are coming up. And there's four or five of them that, that we could go through that, that oh, could yeah. easily – easily give him a really tough time so i don't i don't really like him as a heavyweight champion never really did i, I think a guy like tim will say like lennox lewis would probably school that guy you know okay. lennox would probably school that guy there's so many guys tim himself would school that guy tim i'd have to be in shape though i'd have yeah. to be in you know, shape when, when you were in your prime at his you know and doing your thing you guys he got a lot of heart and he's basic. He's basic with some of his combos he's basic yeah. some of his combos Very and he slappy. doesn't have a whole slappy. lot he he doesn't have a lot, but I, I I give him credit with the heart. I give yeah. him credit. We got heart and um his following, his following the gypsies, the, yeah. them, all the gypsies behind him. So sure, um, I give him all that. that. Gives him, sure. Yeah, you know. But again, like what, what, how how would he do up against say Evander? You know, in his primer, how would he do up against guy even Mike Tyson? I don't, in I don't think his defense is is the greatest, and I no. think that that's where he would fall. I think that's where he would fall because his defense is. Is, is really not good. You know, he's big and tall, and he moves out the way. He holds and he yeah. grabs and he grabs. Like Gary Holmes would just like hit him with that jab, and it'd be like he wouldn't even be able to get near, and then it'd be over. 
He no? don't he don't know how to block jabs. He don't know how to block. Yeah, he doesn't he know, know how to slip. You saw that? Yeah, he, he don't know how to slip. If but, you know, you get the job done during this damn time. You get the job done. Yeah, if you right. if you remember, if you remember in his fights against Wilder in his later rounds, you you remember how how his his arms were dangling. I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't defending. Yeah, he doesn't even defend sometimes. His arms are down at the sides, and he's like literally down at the sides. Yeah, and I'm thinking this guy. You know, I mean, I can see the other guys tired too. You know, like they they really they really give it gave it gave a lot of effort to, to that point. But you're still in a you know. In a, in a title fight and your hands are on your sides. I don't, you know, I, I just can't, I don't see that stuff really. I think that if Dylan White didn't get hit with that uppercut, it would have been, that would have been a harder fight for Tyson Fury. Um, and if Dylan White would have got a little bit more help, I think it would have been a really interesting fight. Interesting fight because it seems oh, like man, Dylan just come in the same way. He gets hit with that uppercut all the time. If you would have, I think Dylan White, uh, got plenty of heart. He would have really, really made a big difference um, if he didn't get hit those uppercuts. Yep. Speaking of the heavyweight, so it will be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it doesn't look like uh, Deontay Wilder is going to be able to fight Anthony Joshua, and it okay. looks like Eddie Hearns uh, trying to find someone else for Anthony Joshua to fight as early as December. Um, so I, I kind of have to wonder what uh, Deontay Wilder's next move is going to be. Uh, there's not many left, <coughs> and he's qu- quite old. Um, you know. <laughs> How old is he? Thirty what? I, I think he's thirty nine. Yeah, he's 30. not thirty nine. Dante, Dante Wilder. Dante Wilder? Time okay. flies. Is he thirty nine? Uh, I can double check that as we speak, but I thought he was pretty old. The big guys with the long arms and they making money these days, boy. I wish I wish I was in good shape. I'll come out with no cuts on my face. Knockouts. <laughs> hey man, if I would have tr- I didn't really have to we going to Ali's camp tomorrow too. We're gonna have some fun, all the boxers coming in. And man, if I would have trained like a Vander Holyfield, ooh. Our old trainers didn't want us to lift weights. I'm just yeah. looking back saying, damn, if I was like that. I probably was just uh, be retiring yesterday. <laughs> sorry, he's 37. 37, okay. That's kind of old. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's kind of old. Oh, I don't know. He, you know, if he, he hasn't fought, when was his last fight? Well, it was Fury, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. I'm just he's saying. Only fought, he's only fought like three times in the last four years or five oh, years. Another fight after Fury. Yeah, like he's only fought, he fights like every year and a half, two years or something. And that's another thing with these guys, just quick that I just said that, is I've, I've been realizing like guys were fighting, Tim will tell you, like Mike Tyson, the first year he came out, he fought 15 times the first year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just an example. It's different. I'm it's sure different he was 19 or whatever. Once a month almost, twice it's a month. different now. It's yeah, really guys would be fighting eight, 10 times a year, you know, and these are, these are world champions fighting eight, 10 times a year. You know? the fights. We've got lots more to now, go. Now these guys fight once every two, three years. That's because Mike Tyson. That's because Mike Tyson ended it all in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, oh, what yeah. do you think is the money? Is the management? What do you think? In yes. the heavyweight division, you would figure the promoter would have him right back well, in, in any division, almost. Well, yeah, but what do you? What, you, well, what do you <laughs> think? You think well, that the, the promoter, the cash cow, the promoter would have him go back in as soon as he can? What do you think? Well, I would hope so. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that why you're doing what you're doing? 
uh, okay, you know, okay. Cl climb that ladder. You, I mean, but nowadays, I mean, did you guys did you guys see the pricing on the uh, on the Canelo fight for tickets? Yeah, did you see that? I did. That's ridiculous. How much? Fifteen hundred bucks? No, no. It's okay. Here, I got it right here. It starts at five hundred dollars, and the the most expensive seat in the house thirty one thousand dollars. And that's at the that's at the T-Mobile Center, and uh, thirty one. I love them dudes. I'm not paying. If I had it, I wouldn't pay it. No, no, I love them. I wouldn't pay it. They're no, taking that, advantage. And that's for Canelo. And I, that'll be an interesting fight. They don't care about their fans. Who's he no. fight? Jermel Charlo. Oh, Charlo. Okay, we did it. Who's moving up to like? Well, he's moving up from one fifty four to one sixty eight. To fight uh, Canelo, I think is that right, well, guys? If Canelo wasn't busy going around yeah. being the champ, talking to people, like doing events, like just talking, he laid off. Then he lay off a little bit. You could see when he get back in the action where he's a little still. Uh, but if he was still going in the gym, every I don't know if he's still going in the gym, but I'm just thinking, you know, he's made his money, so now he's gonna go do a little going around talking and not train as much. Now he's coming back to fight uh, the cello brother, right? Back in the day, I think that um, that he'll get shallow. But the day now, because he's been running around. He's been running around. He trained, but he's a champ. Got all that money. He's just like anybody other champ, you know, to me. It, Rested the, up, not training good. In, in the past, Canelo was always... Uh, and training. Even, even today. But yeah, but he's always been accused of uh, picking and choosing his opponents. Oh. And I didn't know that. I thought so he was going straight up on guys. No, no, no. He, he's he. You know, a lot of a lot of the uh, big, well-known critics uh, and analysts and commentators in boxing have said the same thing. You know, Canelo has gotten his numbers uh, by picking and choosing very carefully, and now all the time from the beginning, okay. from the outset. Okay. Uh, that's why he doesn't have a perfect record. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, but this Jermel Charlo fight is going to be interesting. And and Canelo was saying just the other day, uh, he's he's a little upset at what the Charlo brothers are saying. So he's saying after he beats Jermel, he's going after Jarmel. So <laughs> there you go. So I I, I do I do I like hope that. He's in of... the same shape as he was like back when we seen him like before, before he uh, you know is is like when he had the well he had the title now. If, 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 if there is one thing about uh, Canelo, I'll say he he, he does put on a good fight. Like okay. it, he is entertaining. He is entertaining to watch, for sure. But but typically picks uh, specific styles of fighters he's fighting. Anyway, um, uh, Mike. what styles is out there? I just thought about that. What's out there? You mean what? A couple of years ago, there's nothing out there. I mean, it's, 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 you know, they're in good shape. But it's, like, I'm just saying, styles, okay. Okay, short guys. No okay, short, okay. I, I, I keep my styles real simple. There's there's okay. either there's either boxers or there's punchers. Okay. That's the only two I ever talk about. Um, but, but then guys who know much more than I do uh, can define <coughs> a, a style with much more clinical precision than I can. Uh, yeah, they lag deep into a lot of these days. A lot of you see everybody going down, so you don't uh, hear everybody talking about defense because well, they I'll don't know that, how to teach it. I'll tell, tell, I'll tell you, as as Mike uh, can certainly attest. I mean, the women uh, are certainly demonstrating uh, oh, yeah. 
you know, what I would call grit, determination, valor, integrity, mm. all the words that I really want to hear from a boxer, regardless of his style. Uh, the, the, the women in the boxing ring these days are really showing uh, the men, uh, you know, it's not about picking and choosing. It's about taking every opportunity that's given to you and uh, and doing the best job you can. Right, right, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there, there's a there's there's a great girl matchup or sorry female matchup on the Zapata card tomorrow. But before we move to that one, we got to talk about the Pedroza card and Cardenas. Uh, this one, honestly, this is the kind of cards that I like. It's on tonight, nine thirty, guys. Uh, only a month after. Uh, Alexandro Santiago became the 90th Showbox alum to capture a world title. Uh, San Antonio for a second time. Here we go in yeah. the series. 22-year history. Uh, Samson Lewitsky, Samson Boxing. The card features six hungry prospects uh, who are ready to trade leather in all these kinds of matchups, man. Um, to be honest, the triple header that we're going to get to see on on TV here on on Showtime. The combined record boasts 88 wins, two draws, 54 knockouts. 88 the, wins? Oh, yeah, combined, for, combined. Combined. For the, for the combined three, the triple header. So those wow. six fighters all combined have 88 wins, two draws, 54 knockouts. Okay. Uh, honestly, you know, Showbox has been one of those series that's been taking prospects and turning them into contenders. And definitely this card is full of, you know, six six matches that are, are geared up to just you know be, be trading leather man that's that's it's gonna be a great card so definitely don't you know don't not watch this one check it out guys it's definitely okay. gonna be great showbox 9 30. i know we've had a lot of fights on tonight to talk about right we've had we've had uh sorry excuse me <clears throat> just go by city yeah you know we got we got the Fierro, we got the Fierro card that started at 6 p.m. The Pedraza one, this one's starting at 9:30, and then we got the Lopez Gonzalez. It's going to start at 10 p.m. So there's lots of boxing on tonight to watch. Plus, plus it's not even listed, but on USA Fight, uh, Jerry Forrest is taking on Robert Hall Jr. on a card there. Uh, a bunch of guys who are up and coming, a bunch of new prospects. Definitely check that card out if uh, if you can't get any of the other ones. Uh, tons and tons of fights on today. We missed some. Uh, there's been some outcomes already uh, in female boxing. Uh, Vicky Wilkinson uh, took on Christy Hill. Christy Hill won the Commonwealth uh, the Commonwealth Boxing Council Super Feather. Uh, it was vacant. Uh, Ashley Pe Pettigrew. Uh, she lost to Nicholas uh, Stoyanova. And uh, you know, there's there's been some great great cards already today, guys. So there's lots of boxing. Then tomorrow. Let's uh, we gotta talk about the wait, wait a sec, wait a sec. You mentioned Jerry Forrest, yeah. Who'd he last lose to <laughs> for all of our English fans out there? <laughs> Big baby Anderson. Oh, okay, yeah. Jared Anderson beat uh Forrest yeah. last time out. That's your, yeah, that's your, that's your last, boy. last December, last December, second round, and that was for the WBO international heavy vacant title. And that one, right. uh, yeah, Madison Square Garden. So just, just thought I'd throw that in there. Probably yeah, yeah, you, you threw that in there. So then we get to tomorrow. Tomorrow, man, uh, Golden Boy, Zapata, uh, Jesta. This one, I, you know, 9 p.m. Zapata, who's 28 no, 24 knockouts, will defend his WBA Continental America's lightweight title against the resilient 
Mercado No Mercy Gesta, who is 34, 3 and 3 with 17 KOs. Yeah, uh, yeah. This one's Mount City in Philippines in the 12 rounder. Uh, this one's <laughs> is going to generate fireworks for Mexican Independence Day, too. Uh, Zepeda was last seen headlining on April 29th in a spectacular second round knockout of Jamie uh, Arboleda. Uh, the yeah. two have defeated a common foe, Joseph Jojo Diaz Jr., and Gesta is returning after a major career win against uh, him last March. Uh, the action will take place live from Commerce Casino. This one starts tomorrow live on the zone, guys. You can't miss it. Uh, it's Mexican Independence Day. So, and boxing go hand in hand. Um, so, you know, the CEO, Golden Boy, Oscar, he's 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 totally geared up for this one. Uh, in the co-main event, uh, Vancouver's Victor L. Victor L. Tornado Morales, who is 18-0 and one with nine KOs, will defend his wow. WBA Intercontinental Feather title against Mexico City's Edwin uh, Pupo Polomeres, who is 18-4 and two with nine KOs in a 10-round fight. Uh, Morales was last seen pulling off the upset of his career against Diego De La Hoya last April 29th uh, in a sensational notch that captured him, uh, you know, that, that literally shot him through the, through the rankings. So... This one, Zepeda, WBA Continental America's lightweight title holder. Uh, this one's going to be good. I'm super excited. I like watching this kid every time he's in there. Uh, you know, also, Yocasta Valley, uh, IBF and oh, WBO minimum champion. Great great yes, fighter. yes. She's sitting on the top. She's definitely sitting on the top. So, yeah, good. Um, yeah. shout out to Yocasta Valley, uh, who's definitely uh, going to make, make, make some waves tomorrow. When she gets in the ring, I'm is Shields sure. supposed to fight somebody? Shields? Uh, Shields, I, I, I haven't heard if she's okay. fighting anybody soon. Larissa, I, I, I thought I heard. I thought she was. I thought she was injured. Okay. I, I might be McCaskill. Uh, one, one of those two. I thought was injured. Yeah, we getting old. We getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm but, going but, like this too. <laughs> but, but it's interesting for those who don't know. Uh, Commerce Casino is actually a place called Commerce California, so it just goes to show you. Like Oscar De La Hoya probably has his hands full with uh, Ryan Garcia. Quite frankly, yeah, in, in a pretty heavy duty legal battle going on right now. Mm. Uh, so it's good to see his company still putting on these great fights, especially for Mexican Independence Weekend. Yeah, and especially for the. Uh, Do you know what they're arguing about? <clears throat> uh, well, Do you know what this dispute about? They're basically suing them back and forth. They're suing each other back and forth. Okay. Uh, it's it's a legal battle. Uh, Ryan obviously wants out of his contract, um, and I, I I guess it boils down to money because if Ryan's not going to fight uh, for Oscar De La Hoya, I don't know who he's going to fight for, but I'm sure there'll be. Uh, pardon me. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah. At, at, at the moment, so, uh, for sure. Yeah, he's a money drop. <laughs> yeah, he actually is. He's got yeah. a kajillion uh, followers, exactly. and uh, he's he's exactly. money in the bank. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe MVP will sign him. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. apparently he made thirty million dollars in his last fight against Tank, and he lost, and he still made thirty. Mm. It's a nice loss. <laughs> yeah, thirty million, right? So you'll really catch early, all, the, you'll catch <laughs> all the guys. Be on the lookout for this one. It's good. Uh, yeah, she should, she should win this one. She's taking on. Uh, Maria Santizo, who's eleven and three, uh, her last fight, Santizo, uh, she fought um, Gabriel G Gabriela Fendora, uh, and right. she she yeah she lost that one uh, unanimous decision. So she's uh, looking to 
or sorry, Yocasta Valley. Yeah, she's when she's coming off that uh, that great fight um, against uh, Jessica Salzar, uh, the ten round unanimous decision win. That was great. So, you know, that's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this one. Also, uh, the undercard on this one is uh, is a bunch of new up and comers, man. A bunch of great prospects. Uh, Eric Priest, uh, Darius Fulgram, Alejandro Reyes, uh, Daniel Garcia. These guys are all, you know, up above five, you know, but they still have the rows. So, you know, six and oh, 10 and oh, this undercard. These guys are looking to, you know, you know, keep that old, make a statement, be seen. Guess what? Mexican Independence Day, uh, Commerce Casino. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. This is going to be a great, a great event. So, Boxing Saturday is going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm waiting for that Zapata fight. I'm looking looking forward to that, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good fight for sure. Zapata's been uh been been very, 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 very well every time he's come out. Like what is he, Mike? 28 no? Mm. Yeah. 28 no, 20, 20, 24 knockouts. Yeah, so he's uh he's he, he's 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 got he's got a good chance, you know what I mean, to move up a little bit here and Get closer to that uh, that heavy that, that championship belt that he's looking for. Obviously, Monday Monday I'm looking forward to a card that I hope I can watch. Uh, <laughs> that I really hope I can watch. Uh, it's it's in Japan. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Ariki Arena. Uh, Kotoku uh, Kenshiro Tajiri is taking on Heki Butler, and uh, the the co-main event is Jun uh, Junto Nakatani. So. Both these guys are making big waves uh, in that uh, light fly and superfly division. Tajiri, he's got the crown, WBA, WBC, Nakatani, he's the WBO World Superfly. Uh, and like I said, man, these these Japanese got to be watching out for them. And uh, mm. a lot of action going on there, man. They're ruling, they're ruling those uh, lightweights, man. They can throw a million punches. They're super disciplined. They got heart. They, you know. You got you got minimum guys knocking people out. Like look at some of their records, you know, all these wins. It's crazy, it's crazy. Can't wait. Great. I hope I can watch that one. Definitely some uh, some great action over in Japan. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I wish somebody would pick it up and uh, and show it more because uh, you know it's it's great boxing. You know, they've been producing world champions over there for a long time since the early 1900s. So they have. Absolutely. Is that Taken? Taken? Is that Taken boxing? Taken. Taken. Yeah. Taken. It's a big one over there. I think uh, I believe they've produced over thirty-two world champions, if I'm not wow. mistaken. Yeah, that. I mean, boxing is huge in Japan, and, and we tend to ignore it. And you're, <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the uh, the flyweights they produce, and 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 the. Uh, I'm going to say the animosity that they show against uh, whether it be the Filipinos or the Vietnamese fighters and Thai oh, yeah. fighters. It's, it's, they it's don't not, like them. They don't like them. They don't. They don't like each other. They're great. They like each other. I mean, mm. as, as as much as we hear the the jibber jabber between the the English and the Americans or the Americans and Americans, I mean the 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 Asian guys they hate each other too. So <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's great to watch uh, if you catch it. Some some of the uh, commentary. Uh, if it's in English, and sometimes it is uh, on their weigh-ins, for example. Not, do me a favor. So anyway, so it it is it it, it I, you, you know I mean, uh, 
we hear talking fight just did a deal with a south african company to live stream a lot of their shows and they're going to be moving into other countries to show uh, north american and european audiences what what's going on in africa right now because again north american and european audiences tend to ignore what's going on in other parts of the world when it comes to boxing mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, some of the bigger promoters uh, if, if not the quote-unquote biggest promoters um so uh, the same thing in Asia. Uh, I've been saying this for a while. So to your point, Mike, I, I really do hope that uh, we, uh, as one of their suitors, are able to pick up some of their fights as well and uh, stream them to uh, our audiences that go around the world so that yeah. these fighters aren't just recognized in their home countries, but uh, get that global exposure that they need uh, and want and desire and deserve. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Hey, guys, I had, a, I had a quick question for Tim. Uh, Tim, you there? Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering. Where did I go? Where did I go? <laughs> well, as long as you can hear me. Yeah. Uh, I just had a quick question for you. The last couple of weeks, were you able to see that uh, Chris Eubanks fight uh, over there in England? Uh, did you did you see the Eubanks fight? No. No, you didn't see the Eubanks fight. Did you see the uh, Christian and Bealey fight last week at all here in Canada? You hear about him, Christian and Bealey? No. Oh, okay, just curious. I'm messing man. up. I'm messing up. <laughs> and and Billy and Billy's gonna be a world champ one day soon. Watch out for that guy. I gotta check him out though. I gotta check. He looks pretty him. good, eh, guys? And Billy he, looks, he looks good. He looks great. He looks really good. You know, he's kind of uh, he's kind of uh, he, they're bringing him up the right way, I guess they they say. Hey, Tim, you know what I mean? Like they're 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 advancing him, uh, you know, slowly, I guess. Because uh, I would like to see him because. Like, like I keep talking about on the shows all the time, I, I see very few people with defense and counter and back. Um, a lot of their big shots hitting the deck all um, constantly, you know. Um, so, like what you're saying, I would like to see him, yeah. see what he got. Yeah, he's in the super middleweight division. And, okay, uh, super you know, middleweight. He'd, be, he'd be fighting guys like Can- like The guys, what, Mike? They got Canelo, Plant. He's Dan, right. Right. Dan. He's ranked six right now in the world yeah. in the super middle, had a fourteen hundred and thirty-six. Wow. Uh, Sal Sal Alvarez, Benavides, Munguia, Andre, Ryder, and then him. So yeah, right under him though, you got Derevchenko, Plant, Morel, uh, Shishkin, Berlanga, and uh, uh, Bizenu, and then yeah. and then Agamedov and Pachiko and Melikuzov. So <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a stacked good division, stacked top fifteen man. Yeah, Neil. Let me ask you a question. You you, you mentioned Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, there's been some rumors that uh, Connor Ben wants to get back in the ring, and that's the fellow he wants to fight, Chris Eubank Jr. Mm, yeah. do, you think, do, you think, do you think that'll happen because of what's going on with uh, Connor Ben? They're too far. They're too far apart in weight. Connor Ben. Oh, Connor's heavier, right? Well, plus, plus he's facing a variety of different drug allegations. But <laughs> yeah. oh, Connor Ben. Okay, the son. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're not. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I heard steroids. I'm going to say Anyway, anyway I, just, I just heard, uh, you know. Uh, Eubank still has to be careful. You know, he had the fantastic, spectacular outing the last time out. He looked like a new fighter. I mean. Uh, yeah. He, ben he looked had, strong. Uh, he had McIntyre in his corner. Ben looked He looked strong. really good in that fight. And he was an underdog too, eh, Tim? Right? No, no. You're talking about but Connor he, Ben? I'm. No. Or no, you I didn't see that one. I didn't see it. Yeah, and uh, he he had a spectacular uh, spectacular fight, and uh, 
and now he's sort of got a second wind or third wind, whatever you want to call it. And Connor Ben would be a would be a big challenge for him for sure. Connor, Connor Ben, Connor is, good punch, is a great fighter. So I don't I I don't know if they want to actually put Chris in there with him right now. Who knows? Maybe there's, uh, there's a twelve pound difference. It could happen, but okay, probably money is going to. There's a twelve pound difference yeah. between the guys, right? Like, you know, he just weighed in at 160 pounds, and Ben's a, Ben's a, a 147, right? Hey, Connor yeah. Ben can punch his ass off though. <laughs> he can. Yeah, he can. Yes, he can. It's because it's because of the. Female fertility pills he's taken. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the ones that make his nipples sore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you going to send somebody up there? And talk no, to bring, you. bring them. Are bring you them. ready? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm always ready. Lock and loaded. Oh, <laughs> that's Canadian in you, man. Yeah, man. We leave it's our doors open, so come on over. Hey, the Hilton brothers left a really hard thing for like anytime you say Canadian, you say, "Oh God." Because the Hilton brothers, they didn't back off of nobody. I keep saying that on the show. Yeah. So when you say that, I say, okay, you ready to rumble? Let's get ready big, to rumble. Big brass balls. That's oh, big brass balls up here in Canada. All, All you right. need is a beer, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And a whiskey. <laughs> okay, whiskey. Are, are Are you ready for the 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 news of the night? Uh oh. Absolutely. Now, let, let, let me preface this by something that Tim's familiar with and, and perhaps we're all familiar with. But we've had on the show, oh, probably a year ago, a fellow by the name of Paul Johnson. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's, that's, uh-oh. Okay. Now, now Paul, Paul, Paul has been uh, commenting as, as often as he can uh, about the need for a union yeah. uh, with respect to, in I'm, particular. I'm on his team. I'm on yeah, his team. What okay. happened? So listen, listen to this. So, um, um we all agree there 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 that that once a boxer retires he's pretty well left to his own devices as to what he's going to do next yep. uh so there is there is a need for uh you know a group so anyway i just thought i'd let you know that there is an organization called the ring of brotherhood foundation okay and they have just joined forces with the wbc uh, to aid athletes in need and it's very interesting to read uh, the press release. Um, the Ring of Brotherhood Foundation is pleased to announce its most significant uh, alliance to date, as it's worked on alliance with the WBC to continue its mission to aid athletes during and after their careers. So uh, what, what, what I found very interesting uh, about uh, this, this organization is they're having a conference uh, upcoming uh, and it's something that we've often talked about. Okay, they're going to have a um, uh, a gala event in in California, and that's going to be preceded by a sports and brain health symposium that they're hosting. So uh, these fellows are obviously, um, you know, they've got they've got some heavy hitters in their corner, and they're doing the right things for boxers and for the boxers' uh, careers when they retire. So I just thought I'd let you know that it's, uh, you know, sometimes we get uh, carried away talking about purely boxing, but there are things happening behind the scenes all the time, whether it be promoters, whether it be managers. But in this case, uh, there's a not-for-profit charitable foundation that's been established to help boxers after their careers have been finished. That's very important. Yeah, I like that. So Yeah, that's uh, 
that's very uh, humanitarian. I like that. That's really awesome. Yep, it is. Um, one, one of the uh, original uh, symposiums we had, we, we used to have uh, symposiums back when we started Talk and Fight. Uh, we call them special episodes, and we'd invite people to come on. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking a lot in one of these symposiums about the health on, safety, about the health and safety issues facing boxers in the ring and when when referees should should, quite frankly, call it or whether a corner should throw in the towel for the benefit of the boxer who may or may not realize he's injured or she's injured. And uh, a, a really good example, actually, talking about the heavyweights is I think it was John Fury. Tyson Fury's father, who recently I'm said, you know, Deontay Wilder, quite frankly, is facing a lot of health issues, and he's not just simply admitting to them. So I, I have to wonder whether the reason people aren't stepping up to, to fight Deontay Wilder is because they do not want to be responsible for what they do to Deontay Wilder in the ring, if in fact it's true what John Fury's saying about him and his skull being a little soft. And I'm using, um, you know, those aren't the right proper medical terms, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have to wonder if, if one blow to Deontay Wilder's head will be the end of his career, if not his oh. life. So I, I, I feel, I feel, I want him, I want him to retire. He's made enough money. You he said started, that before on the show. I have, and I'll, I've, I'll say it again. The reason he got into boxing uh, was to, to raise money for his daughter's health bills. He certainly achieved that goal. So now he should quietly and honorably step aside. And, and 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 let these other young guys take over listen i'm going to get ready to go okay yeah no problem thanks for joining us tim appreciate it no 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 problem i'm getting ready to go um if any fights uh try to send me the links and stuff <laughs> um, <laughs> i got yeah. you don't worry i'll send them okay over. i want to thank everybody thank everybody <laughs> for i want to thank you guys for having me on i'll be looking forward to next week there's a lot of stuff I'm doing. We're going to Saudi Arabia, maybe. I hope you do. <laughs> and I hope you do. I'm going to Muhammad Ali camp. I'll tell you guys about it Excellent. tomorrow. And um, thank you very much, okay? All right. Thank you, thank you, Tim. See you next, Thanks, Tim. See you and next week. Any, and word on, any word on the Tommy Morrison thing? You were talking to him a couple weeks no, ago. No, we, they, they just took a little interview from me. And, um, and, and no, the people from England, they, they took the interview. They're trying to do something um probably right yeah they yeah they're doing something about um so um his wife can get some clarity and stuff or something like that you know yeah right and that he didn't have aids and somebody killed him that's what it's about oh right wow. that he didn't have aids and somebody yeah. must have killed him I've, I've heard i've heard this too yeah okay all right i'll see all you right, guys all right okay. love you guys talk to you later Take it Thanks, all right fun, thank buddy. you thank you see you Chad. Well, I guess uh, it's time to wrap it up. Well, I, I hope he does go to Saudi Arabia. If I was given that choice, I would go. I'd go. I'd be going for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that's a unanimous decision from our panel. Uh, and, and we hope we uh, supported him in his decision, if it is a decision to go. Because, um, I, I, you know, Despite the the shenanigans that Tyson Fury pulls, <laughs> I really don't understand the guy. But you know, I, I guess when you get that much you know money in your bank account, if, you, you can you do anything you want. Him, if you want to understand him, go to Netflix, watch his friggin' uh, reality show, and you'll see his brain. His brain is all over the place, man. He is ADHD, OCD, Mister Depression, the whole nine. So really, 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a train wreck. Wow. Yeah. Was- he might run into a train wreck if you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't true. know. Well, like I say, I guess that guy, that guy, that guy throws throws cinder blocks at you. you exactly. Know? Exactly. So I don't know if Fury's gonna if he gets bopped with a couple of those. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But we have fight to we have fights to watch now. So we're gonna do that. To all the talking fight fans, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Friday Night Panel. Yours truly, Mike or Grumpy Greb, Neil the Deal, and two-time heavyweight champ of the world, Tim Witherspoon. Uh, we're going to go get to work so you guys don't have to. Make sure you check us out on the weekend. Sunday, maybe the scorecard. Knockout of the week. Might wait till Monday because of the Japanese fights. So we'll have to see because they've been uh, they've been doing some great big knockouts over there every time I watch. So, guys, stay tuned. You know what it is. We're bringing you up-to-the-minute information always here on this channel. Best one out here doing it. So, guys, we'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Thanks, guys. Fighting calls, everything. Thanks, guys.